The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus instructed the twelve as follows. Remember, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. So be cunning as serpents, and yet as harmless as doves. Beware of men. They will hand you over to the Sanhedrin and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the pagans. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how to speak or what to say. What you are to say will be given to you when the time comes, because it is not you who will be speaking. The spirit of your father will be speaking in you. Brother will betray brother to death and father his child. Children will rise up against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all men on account of my name. But the man who stands firm to the end will be saved. If they persecute you in one town, take refuge in the next. And if they persecute you in that, take refuge in another. I tell you solemnly, you will not have gone the round of the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mentioned the imminence of God, the closeness, the intimacy of God. Um, I mean that locally, but I also mean it sort of temporally in, in terms of time. Because look at this closing line here in the Gospel. It's, it, there's this almost an unreasonable urgency to it, isn't there? Oh yeah, you know, just skirt around the, the nearby villages and things, because I'll be back very soon. And in fact, this is part of the urgency with which Paul's, Paul's very mission was um, uh, set out. Like he literally thought, we better get this mission done. <laughs> Christ is coming tomorrow, if not this afternoon, let's finish it. You know? and, and you can see it in the way he wrote and in the way he worked. Um, I think we need that zeal always with us because the mission is in fact shared with us as well. But more than a temporal proximity, more than closeness in time, I want to talk about the closeness of Jesus, which ought to be our greatest source of strength and consolation. Because think for a second of all the things you've had to navigate in life. Even, even the things that seemed really big to you as a child. You know, like when a child, when a child is um, afraid at night, you know, and they say, oh, mummy, daddy, you know, I can't sleep because I'm scared. It's dark and there's weird noises. That's something that the human person has to navigate. It might not worry us too much anymore. But at one point in our lives, that was a genuine threat. And we were genuinely scared and we needed genuine consolation. Or imagine your first day at school. Or imagine your first day at high school. The year 11s are having a little leadership retreat over there and they're preparing, hopefully, for leadership positions. Some of them, at least, will rise into leadership positions. They're genuinely, maybe not scared, but they, it's a serious um, hurdle that they know they're going to have to cross. And so they're taking it very seriously. Uh, or your first day at uni, or your first day at the job. Or forget the area of competence. Maybe it's the first relationship that suffered a kind of rupture and um, you're going to have to brave that awkward space of seeking reconciliation. That's pretty awkward. That's a genuine thing to bring us anxiety. We think, oh, I don't really know what I'm going to say to this person, but I have to speak to them. Or... Um, or any number of these things that we know we're going to have to, uh, we, we know we're going to have to brave, and we don't really know what's going to happen once we get in that 
position, but we're heading there. Um, if we're left to our own devices, if we're left to our own limited genius to figure it out, who knows what's going to happen, you know? From the kid alone in his or her room, in the, in the creaky dark of the night, to the person who's doing something very extravagant that anyone would sort of quiver at for, for, for fear of competence or, or all of that. If we're left to ourselves, it's very difficult. What would be the most consoling thing, the most strengthening and confidence-giving thing possible if the one in whom we trust was to say, don't worry when you get in that position, I'll be with you. This is at the heart of the Christian life. God doesn't send us out there on our own. We're sheep among wolves, okay, but he is with us. Look at this beautiful passage from um, Genesis, the last of these, the last of these Genesis, um, I think it is anyway, what's on Monday, Tuesday? Uh, we've been hearing these archetypal stories from Genesis. Listen to uh, God's words to Joseph, um, or Jacob rather. Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he said. I am God, the, the God of your fathers. Do not be afraid to go into Egypt, which for us can mean anything. Do not be afraid of X, Y, or Z. Why? I myself will bring you back again. I will make you great. I myself will go down with you. Isn't that a wonderful consolation? And he says it in a, in a similar way in the gospel. When all these adversities hit you, when you have to cross every hurdle that seems unsurpassable, do not be afraid. Why? Because we're really smart and really strong and really, really creative? No. That's not our source of strength and peace. Do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. What you say, what you uh, plan, what you set out to achieve, what you somehow miraculously pull off, all of that will be given to you by me because you are not alone, even though our God is seemingly elusive. God is always with us. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age.